Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hello, wild ladies, and welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Today, we are going to talk about something that we love to talk about a lot in terms of choice. You guys, I'm sure you've heard us talk so many times about the power of choice, and today we're talking about choosing to stay open. Oh boy, the choices, the choices, the choices. You know, I one time had someone message me. Uh, my personal Instagram. And she, you know, I like love to talk about intentional living and what that means. And this message was like, okay, doesn't it get so exhausting to constantly be making these choices? Doesn't it feel so exhausting to be living with so much intention? You know, and I remember reading it thinking like, oh my gosh, am I, you know, like my triggered 
masculine energy is like, oh my God, am I doing too much? Is this like, am I, should I be doing less? Am I like doing, you know? And then I was like, wait a minute. The choice to choose love gets to be exhausting because that's the right choice. Like it's creating a new pattern, right? Living with intention to respond versus react, choosing to, oh, like I was, I just remember having this thought of like, yeah, no, 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 no. The choices that you're making are leading to the beauty that is all around you. Yeah. As you were like saying the word choice and choosing to like where our choices lead and choosing to stay in love, to choose love. I mean, this always comes up. It's not, it doesn't mean that choice is always easy, right? Sometimes the choices feel super hard. There's times that I'm like, oh, it would be, I'm like, wouldn't it be so much easier to be living unconsciously wouldn't it be so much easier to not be like living so awake the answer and then I really think about it and then I really think about it but in some moments you know when I want to choose the self-righteousness when I want to choose the just because I said so type of vibe you know I'm like oh yeah there's times that I'm like choice feels hard mm-hmm and you know what, you know, even when we're talking about this, I'm like, yeah, choice can feel exhausting, right? Choice can feel like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, like I just want to choose the easy thing. I just want to be angry. I just want to be all of these ways that I'm used to being and that I've grown up being. And like, you know, it's almost like choice often leads to change and change is the thing that's hard right? Change is the thing that we feel the resistance towards. So we never make the choice. Today in the Femme Forward pre-work, we were talking about the choice to forgive. We're diving deeper into forgiveness and forgiveness of self and others. And we talk about, we're talking about the choice to forgive and what that actually allows. You know, what would it feel like if you forgave the person, yourself, somebody else, if you were willing to forgive the person that you don't want to forgive, if you're willing to forgive the thing you don't want to forgive. And it's like, what would that feel like though? And the response was like, it would feel lighter. It would feel open. It would allow for more to come in. Liberating, free, right? Carrying around those weights, it's a lot. Like when you weigh the choices that you have to either forgive or to stay angry, like what actually feels heavier? Right. And I think that when we recognize like, okay, I have a choice to make in this moment, like maybe most of the time it's like that initial choice feels really uncomfortable. The initial choice feels harder, but the longevity of not making that choice, you know, the longevity of like staying in that anger or the comfortable thing is actually more heavy and more uncomfortable than it would be if you just made the choice to forgive or to choose love or to quit the job. It's like ripping the bandaid off when you're a kid. Well, and this blends into the choice to stay open, right? This choice to stay open oftentimes is not that comfortable. It's not that easy choice because the choice to stay open often means also releasing control. It means diving into the unknown. It means being unsure. 
Mm-hmm. Choosing to be in love, right? Unconditional. I don't like you right now, but I'm going to choose to stay open to love you kind of love. I'm going to choose to stay open to receive even when I want to shut down, even when I want to block things off. I'm going to choose to not run away. I'm going to choose to accept you the way that you are rather than to judge you. But can we just talk about the running away one for a second? Because that one shot an arrow at me through the screen right now. Cause Jack and I are in different rooms, but we're on video. And I felt like I wanted to like, look at you. Like, why did you have to say that one? <laughs> like, why did you have to tell them? I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but I was in a marriage counseling session one time and we were chatting about, you know, one of like a situation we were in or whatever, whatever you do while you're in marriage counseling. And she was like, you know, Robin, like, like, what's your response to this? And I was like, yeah, that I just want to leave and go find someone else and live far away in a van. And just, you know, I can see it. My van is orange and I've got front, you know, and I like went on this like big rant. I swear to God, I got a suntan and my hair turned blonder just from like how strong the visualized, like the visualization was, you know, my husband was sitting there like, um, then our therapist is like, so how often does this happen? I was like, oh yeah, like all the time. Okay. Yeah. So you're what we call an escapist. And I was like, mm, mm-hmm. I've never heard that term before, but yep. That's yeah. I guess that's resonating. <laughs> you know, Dunk was like, oh my God, like what, what do you mean? You know? So when you said that, like choosing to not run away. So I think this is what we worked on. I think I even went to like my own therapy sessions to deal with this, like the desire to, and it's not even like physically run away. It's just to imagine running away so that I'm not emotionally dealing with what's in my present moment. I can like literally take myself and my orange van to this beach and just like be there while everything is going on in the present moment. You guys, that is not choosing to stay open to what's happening in reality. That's like literally making the choice to just run for the hills. And if if you're listening to me being like, oh yeah, uh uh-huh, then you're an escapist too. So you're feel free to hop, (laughs) feel free to hop in my van. And I love that you felt that the arrow to the computer stream because I was not thinking physically run away. I was literally being like, oh, that energetically running away, that like, you know, turning your back on that hard conversation, the flipping over in your bed because you don't want to, you know, reach out and hold his hand at night. Like I was just being like, how do you remove yourself and like energetically put that wall up? And you're like, no, no, I'm like in the one van. on the other side of the country. I'm like, no, no, I'm in Nicaragua, actually. Oh. Like, fuck rolling over in bed. I am pieced out. Bye. Okay, but I will actually stay on this topic. So I did, after I learned this about myself, I did actually realize what a self-sabotaging mechanism this was for me because I would literally create this like alternative reality that I got to live in without actually leaving my marriage. And it gave me this like weird out, like, oh, if this actually continues to go bad, then I know where I'm going. And it made me, gave me this like false sense of security. So 
I would self-sabotage myself in terms of like not actually having the hard conversations in my marriage and not truly honoring the commitment of my vows and what we were really working through together. So I was always kind of like half here, half there. And like the result didn't really matter, you know, and you know what happens when the result doesn't really matter. Like nothing happens, you know, nothing gets fixed, nothing returns to love, nothing expands, nothing comes to manifest in, in forms of abundance or beautiful orgasms or connection. Right. So this was a huge lesson for me actually was like, and I will also say that I thought it was normal. Like I thought Dunk was also like married to three other women in his like escaped reality, like already married, found his apartment was just like, I I didn't realize that this was something that I was doing. And, you know, his response to this was like, I'm in this for like, I'm in this for lifetimes. I'm not going anywhere. Like, you know, and I was like, Oh, 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 when you said I do like till death, you, Oh, you meant it. Oh, I get it. So this helped me recalibrate my energy. Right. Like I got to sink into that and I don't do that anymore. I mean, I daydream about like girls trips and whatever, but I, I do not escape. You don't, you don't have a penthouse in New York waiting for you and the van taking to Nicaragua and all the things. Don't have those things. Hmm, Amazing. Don't. (laughs) Yeah. Don't. Surprisingly to some. But no, I don't. And I'm actually so thankful for that because it gave me the, you know, I I often talk about the roots and the wings. This was like a huge turning point really early in our marriage, like the first year of marriage where I was like, oh yeah, right. You're the roots. I don't need to run away from this. Like this is my foundation and I I get to grow my wings in other ways. So total side story there, but really great example of choosing to stay open to seeing things differently. I love the side story because it's made me like go inwards and I'm sure the listeners as well. I'm like, Oh, where do I choose to close the door? Where do I choose to close the door? And I mean, I can tell you like the pattern for me and I'm trying to, I'm like, Oh, have I really rewrote this? Now it's like actually making me like question where I typically have closed the door is that I don't need you. I could do this on my own. I don't need anyone. Do you think you've rewritten that story? I do not know. I'd like to think that I have, but I don't really think so. Mm -mm. In fact, I think I've probably shared on this podcast that it feels easier when my husband's done. My husband travels like 60% of the time. But I will say, I do think it's going to be interesting to see on the other side of the world opening up because things have really shifted for us. I had told, and oh my God, speaking of husband's faces when you say things to them. Last July, we were in Toronto staying um, with some friends. And I remember like so clearly this conversation we had. It was last July, sitting on the couch. And he was saying how he really wanted us to be together more as a family. And I was like, oh, oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And I was like, yeah, we'd probably like be divorced then. And he was like, what? He's like, but we're like good. Like we're in a great place. And I was like, 
yeah, because there's like space and there's a distance. Like, what? No. Because I was like, I, like when I'm alone, I do this and that. And I'm like off with the kids and I don't have to like think about you and I don't have to consider another person's feelings and I get to do my own thing. And that did not feel good for him to hear. That did definitely oh gosh, not feel good just... for him to hear. Okay. Okay. Two, two things. Number one, I don't think it feels good for anyone who's in a marriage to hear their partner say, if you were around more, we'd be divorced. Like, I think we can all just agree to agree that that's not, you know, you don't tell your wife that you want to be around her more and hope that that's going to be the answer most of the time. Secondly, but I love you for, you know, I just love you so much. I can see the laughter tears running down your face. And then the other thing is, you know, Guys, we talk so much about human design and we use human design a ton in our own relationships. And this is a perfect example of many gens and projectors. And the cool thing is, is this is so cool. Have we even ever talked about this? You are a projector. I am a many gen. Dunk is a projector married to a many gen. And Craig is a many gen married to a projector. Did you know that? Is just is this just it's clicking for you? Just clicking for me. Oh yeah. no! All the time, all the time comes into my brain. Oh my gosh! This is like a three. You know, it's like we all get it. Okay, so here's the thing, you guys, about what Jack just said—that story that she just told. Projectors love and need alone time. Like they love space. They love to just chill and be in their own space and many gens need to feel desired like all we want is to feel desired so for craig to hear that oh if you were around more i wouldn't desire you is like shot to the heart and for jack she's like if you were around more in my space shot to the heart right Mm -hmm. so they're both not serving or meeting each other's needs in terms of human design, which happens a lot within relationships as well, right? Mm-hmm. Just as another aside, this Just title of another- the podcast should be the asides. <laughs> well, and as you said that, like obviously when I said that to Craig, I wasn't being like, oh, because I don't desire to be around you more, but this is where for me, like choosing to stay open, I really felt like I tapped in more to like my spiritual practices, my soul work, my divine feminine when he wasn't around. And what I really realized through being trapped together for the past four months, <laughs> no, but with him being home and not leaving is that, oh, I wasn't open to inviting him in. I wasn't open to inviting him on this journey with me before. And now that he's been here, I'm like, hey, am I just going to like not do all the things that I do when he's not around? Or am I actually going to create more space for this? Am I going to allow him to support me? Am I going to ask him to go pick up the kids because I didn't have time to meditate and I want to? So before it felt like this barrier to like my connection with myself, that makes any type of sense. Oh my gosh, for sure it does. Yeah, because... Any woman in any sort of partnership or relationship can relate to this. But when you, you know, like when you live with someone, 
and you, we just talked about this in the wealthy mind mastermind yesterday, that one of you has an expectation to be with like hanging out with the other person all the time. Like you live together. Like why wouldn't you do stuff together? Right. There's usually one person in the relationship who cultivates that energy. Like, oh, you're not going to watch this show with me. Oh, you're going out again. Oh, you're going for a walk. Oh, okay, fine. I'll just stay home. Or, oh, I guess I'll just watch the show by myself or, you know, and so there, the guilt comes into play. The idea of like, what makes me a good partner? What makes me a good woman? What makes me a good lover? Like all these stories start to enter our mind. And so it makes total sense for you that if to think and feel that if Craig were home more, like, obviously you're going to naturally want to spend more time with him and also just feel, I mean, I hate to use this word within the container of marriage, but like, you're almost going to feel obliged to like spend more time with him, which pulls you away from, you know, like your own practices and things that you want to do. Well, this was especially true when we first moved up here and he was going all the time. And it felt like we remember we were always in this like transition phase because he was like here for two weeks, then gone for two weeks and here. So then I was like, okay, so because he's only here for two weeks, then he's flying. So it's really only like 12 days. I would be like, okay, I'm not going to go to Monday night yoga if he leaves on a Tuesday, because I feel like, you know, it's his last night I should spend time with them. So there was this like whole energy there of that just didn't work for us. Then we started to do three weeks, three weeks, which actually just gave us a lot more room where I was like, Oh, I can actually like, while you're here, still have that like breathe room, still like go out with girlfriends, still go to Monday night yoga, still do all the things. But the interesting thing now, and as I said, it's going to be interesting to see on the other side is now that I've really invited him in. Like now that we've been like operating in this one, we found this flow. I think it's actually going to be really challenging for me when he does leave. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And actually, as we're having this conversation, I feel like it's taking us back to your spiritual SmackDown days and you choosing to be open to receiving love and open to giving love. I think that this is one of the like most intimate places I've seen you and Craig in for a long time. Like you're getting along so well, you seem super connected. Everything seems like yeah, just good. And in a really good rhythm and he's letting you be you and you're inviting him to be him. And I think that it it will feel hard because I feel like for the first time you actually may be experiencing and like realizing that you do need him, you know, and going back to like a few minutes ago and you're like, Oh, have I rewritten this story about actually not needing him? Like maybe there's still resistance there. And I bet you, you'll feel it big time when he leaves. Like, fuck, I do need him and I do love him and I do want this. Yeah. And even they're like talking when you said like, go back to spiritual smackdown days, like, oh, and I think this is always so interesting to like, now I feel like it is like, I'm so open to love and to receive love and give love before spiritual smackdown days. Like there was like no openness Mm -hmm. for me in terms of loving there was no thought of like unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Now you're one of the most like unconditional loving humans that I know. Yeah. You really show me like you are my example of what it feels like to be unconditionally loved. No, well that just sent an arrow through the screen to my heart in the best way. Oh, that makes me happy. 
Yeah, I think this is the thing, right? Uh, and also, you know, going back to the topic, because we're probably in another aside. <laughs> we're totally. So now that we're done Jacqueline's marriage, marriage counseling session. She was going to say, everyone's like, is this what it feels like to just be, you know? Robin and Jack. Yep. Just a day in the life. I think that if, you know, you, you going back to your spiritual smackdown and this choice to stay open, if you had shut yourself off, if you had closed yourself down and, you know, like chosen to contract and to stay in anger and to not forgive Craig and to just not show up in the way that you did throughout that. And, oh my gosh, just oh. choosing to stay open day after day after day after day for eight months. I mean, you took, there's no way that you, you took the, Yeah. You literally took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say it was a choice day after day after day. It was a choice to stay open to love. It was a choice to stay open to my own growth. It was a choice to stay open to the universe. It was a choice to stay open to learning and unlearning. It was a choice to stay open to Craig. It was a choice to stay open to possibility. There was so many choices to remain open. Mm -hmm. And some days those choices were so hard. Well, and I was like, now, now can I close the door? Oh, okay. But now, but look what just happened. Now do I get to choose to close? Now can I close my heart? And I feel like this was like the test that kept coming in for me. This is where you think you're limitless. This is where you think you close down. And we're just going to show you that, no, mm -hmm. you have a deeper capacity to love. You have a, you can keep choosing beyond what you think limits you. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the beginning of this convo, when I told you guys about that message that I had from that woman who was like, God, it doesn't like, doesn't making these choices just get so exhausting. Talk about exhausting. Talk about hard and challenging, like choosing to stay rooted in love and forgiveness when your husband has left you like, and is having an affair in the middle of a pregnancy. Like, you know, it's like choosing to stay open is not the easy choice. As soon as you said that though, too, and you're like choosing to stay open and it's not the easy choice. I was like, what's the alternative? Well, like, really what's the alternative? Cause I don't want to choose that. The alternative is to stay in the darkness. Truthfully. And I believe that more women, more people choose that than they choose to stay open. Yes. A thousand percent. Because the question that I continually asked myself every day when I was choosing to stay open was what am I choosing? I'm choosing peace. I'm choosing peace above all else. Is this choice going to lead me towards peace? Is this choice going to lead me towards light? Or is this choice going to lead me down a path of darkness? Is this choice going to leave me like spiraling? Yeah. And you guys, here's the thing, right? Low vibrational emotions like anger, judgment, jealousy, frustration, bitterness. Low vibrational emotions are like the, they are like the darkness. Literally, they cast a shadow on the light and they're necessary, right? We need to feel those emotions and we need to be in them. And they can also be deeply beautiful because they reveal things about ourselves and they help us grow and expand through experiences. 
But if we stay in the darkness, if we never choose to reopen or to stay open, then we block out the light forever. Right? And when we get in the habit of blocking out the light, we block out everything that comes along with it. Love, ideas, creativity, connection, intimacy, affection, abundance, everything that you're seeking to be heard and seen and to belong in your community in this space. None of that can happen as long as you stay in the darkness. Mm. Do you know what I just felt as you said that? I was like, oh yeah, during these moments, during these choices, because I did not always choose love. I did not always choose light. And when I chose anger, rage, when I chose to like go down that path, it felt, it felt good in the moment. It felt good in the moment. And then it didn't on the other side. Mm. Whereas choosing love, choosing to see things from a different perspective, choosing compassion, choosing peace felt hard in the moment. Did not feel like the easy choice. So I had the choice that felt hard in the moment, making me feel good going forward. Or I had the choice that felt easy in the moment, felt good in the moment, but felt really shitty afterwards. So when I coach women on their vision and when we create the vision, like for your lifetime or for a woman's business, this is the work, right? And for you, Jack, you were like, how do I want to feel when this is over? I want peace right? So what's the choice that I can make in this moment to lead me towards peace? If your vision is a million dollar year and you don't feel like launching your course, well, what's the choice that's going to align with your vision? What's the choice that's going to maybe feel hard in this moment, but get you to where you want to go to help you feel the way you desire to feel? think that this is like exactly the way that this conversation needed to go because truthfully the choice to stay open is choosing to act in alignment with love right choosing to stay open is how we are guided to our soul's path it's how we're guided to meet people to meet our soulmates to meet you know, reflections, right? To, to meet expansion in physical form, it comes from choosing to stay open, right? And the truth is like no one desires to live in the darkness for an entire lifetime, but some people never make the choice to be open. Whether it's because they don't feel like they're worthy whether it's because they don't feel like they know how, whether it just feels like they're too tired, right? But this choice that feels so hard in this moment is going to lead you towards peace, softness, grace, abundance, pleasure. Yeah. That choice to see your bigger vision. Like, who do you want to be? Mm. What type of legacy do you want to leave? These are like my favorite questions. Yeah, these questions are so good. These questions really allow us to peel back the layers, you know? And this is the work of our lifetime. This feels like our most sacred work is leading women into peeling back the layers. 
looking at the shadows, tapping into their divine feminine energy, embodying it, playing, creating, surrender, choice. Choice. I was just going to say, and like leading you back to the awareness that you do have the choice. Do I feel sexy in this moment? No. Okay. What can I choose right now to feel sensual, to feel in my body? Right. Do I feel patient in this moment? No, I fucking don't feel patient in this moment. Okay. What can I do to soften? Right. What can I do to arrive here, to let go, to surrender? to release control, to arrive at patience? What can I do in this moment to be that woman, right? And I think the thing that we forget, like our emotions, they feel so big and they are so big and they take us places, right? And they have to be felt to be moved, but they don't have to become who we are. And this is what we forget, right? Our emotions become our story. So giving yourself the opportunity to choose again is like writing a page in your book, writing it, getting it all down on paper, and then ripping it out and burning it and watching the flames take it to dust and then rewriting the story, right? You get it out, you release it, you shift it, you burn the fuck out of it and you choose a new story to write and you just start again. And this is a practice that gets to be repeated over and over and over again. And as you choose this woman, as you choose to, oh God, choose again, right? Make that choice to stay open. You are going to experience life in such a different way because it's going to be light, because you'll no longer be in the darkness, carrying the weight of the anger, carrying the weight of the teenage girl who felt like she didn't fit in, right? Of the wife who doesn't get to make choices. And I love that you use this analogy and this example of like ripping the page out of the book, lighting it on fire. That's <laughs> literally what we're doing. That was like literally the homework in the pre-work for Fem Forward today. There's uh-huh. gonna be pictures shared of, you know, the release work, the burning ceremonies, the burning rituals. So Mm. hello alignment hello Hello, divine energy seeping in here oh so good you guys if you're ready to make the choice for yourself if you're ready to lean into your woman and to breathe life back into your senses and to embody your fullness then step inside femme forward we are so excited to meet you there and also just as a side note on the last day of that program, the last module is all about marrying your divine feminine with the masculine. So we're going to teach you how to translate everything that you learn about reawakening the wild woman within you. We're going to teach you how to apply it to your daily tasks, your routines, so that you can really walk with this woman so that she really gets to seep into every area of your life. This program, Femme Ford, is wildly powerful you're going to enter as one woman and walk away another it's 22 days with us 14 days of the live course eight days of pre-work to really awaken the wild woman within so come inside come join us we start the live portion of the course on june 30th we would love to see you inside 
Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there and we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life, to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, 33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark Ah, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.